this is the uh, River uh, Trail Watch uh, talk show. Uh, the phone lines are 907-543-5985-2756-1800-995-8954. Uh, call in and make a report of the river. Uh, and I have here with me, uh, they'll introduce themselves, uh, maybe starting with you, Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. <coughs> we just jumped out of a plane, <laughs> uh, so uh, getting my head back back on the ground. Uh, yeah, this is Mark Leary, Bethel Search and Rescue. I uh, wanted to say Happy New Year to everybody, and especially a Happy New Year to John Broski way up the river there. I uh, hope he's listening today. Good afternoon, Earl Samuelson, uh, Bethel Search and Rescue member. Mm-hmm. Able to fly around with Mark this morning. Um, happy New Year, New Year's to everybody. Yeah, and and uh, uh, where where aboats was was the the flights up and down the river or up towards Atmau? Can you uh, enlighten me a little bit about that? Well, as as we were flying today, I, I was thinking a lot about. Earl, he was sitting behind me, and it didn't feel right, <laughs> you know. And I was thinking about all all his years of flying and uh, looking at the river and the trails and looking for people. So, with that said, I'd like Earl uh, to go first. Kind of put me on the spot there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little static on the yeah, headset. There, uh, maybe they can clear that up. I don't know if it's going across uh, the air. There's a static happening. Uh, if that could be cleared. Still got static, yeah, yeah, but just to get on, the, we did not make it out to the uh, Tundra Trails. We kind of got to the airport on time, but we were a little late getting airborne. So it cut into the flight time, I believe, what we wanted to do. But uh, just in the observations of getting out, we went back up to the Gweek River. There is uh, several holes on the upper end of the Gweek River, one on the right and the one on the left towards Akichuk. The Akichuk Trail seemed to be marked in the past, but it's and it's downsizing. Hold on a minute. Cuscoquac. Okay, I'm sorry. That's upper end of the Cuscoquac. Um The one on the right were very concerning and because um, in the winter time when they plow the road trail it goes right, right along that routing and it's on the inside of the island that's developed on the upper end of Cuscoquac. Uh still hasn't been marked yet probably eventually needs to be marked a very uh, dangerous area up 
and going up towards Akiak. Again, downstream from Akiak, there was another hole just right along the cut bank. I didn't see any traffic going through there, but it, it is concerning that at some point when people start traveling out of Akiak, and especially if they want to cut over to the Kizarala Cross Country, that area, got to be aware, there's a water hole there. Going around the bend Akiak, uh, between Reindeer Slough and uh, Jownock Slough, there's two two long holes, and I, they probably downsized since then, and they're separate. They're, that stretch there was about five miles, and in between that five-mile stretch, there's two long holes. They need to be marked. Look like no traffic going through there, and then cutting up towards uh, Majivik, the shortcut slew across from Majivik. We, we, a lot of times, we'll take our boat in there. Um, on the upper end, it's open, and good size hole right there the uh, going back on the left hand channel below Tuluksak uh, Tuluksak folks uh, still lots of open water over there um, especially where the channel and the barge goes across those sandbars there's some areas the holes got smaller kind of hard to see out there did notice some uh, traffic coming out of Tuluksak um, Tuluksak Heading over, heading over to the west, where they normally get water, ice water in the wintertime. Big hole right there, big hole. And then where they cut down, they, they say they're traveling Tuluksak to Akachar cross country. There are several holes down in that area where they get onto the land. Um, I see they're driving around them. I, I, I didn't notice if they were marked or not. Uh, and cutting over towards, up towards uh, Nelson Island. Again, downstream of Nelson Island on the left-hand side, on the lower tip, there was another long hole right there. Um, and cut over to Bogus, above Bogus. Another big hole there, probably downsized since the last flight. And heading over to... Uh, Wise's camp. I, you know, a lot of times, maybe people might not know where Wise's camp's at because his camp is eroded. It was very sad to see because it was a, a landmark uh, for all of us that been around. Uh, they, uh, missing his camp, and I remember uh, the old man Wise. He was very kind and gentle elder when I met him, and. Uh, we had to go look for him at one point. Yeah. yeah. But above his camp, big open stretch of water right along the cut bank. Again, that's a the plow truck trail. And I I don't know what they're gonna do. We just gotta be patient, I think, getting up around there. Um and then above the bluff area. I think they call that island Fox Island. And then the barges started turning on the west side of that. Again another hole right there. Uh, going up further up the river, Coffee Bend was again open, right along the cut bank where uh, normal, normally we'll drive our trucks or snow machine. Did notice no traffic, no snow machine track tracks coming out of Tuluksak upstream to Kalskag, uh, which is good. Just traffic Tuluksak downstream, and then over Dick Nash's old camp, big stretch of water, right into there.
uh, still a lot of holes up there, a lot of snow up there, and then all the way to, and we landed at Kalskag and came straight down. What I observed coming down, going across the tundra, the lakes out there have developed uh, water still on top. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see these little yellow marks, and that, that's water. And some areas where you're seeing where uh, snow machines had gone through, you can see the water coming through yet. And I, I don't know if it's from this recent warm spell or even from the, with all the snow on mm -hmm. top, it's still pushing uh, the ice down where water is seeping through you know, the lakes and uh, the overflow. A lot of overflow this morning as I drove in. I could see uh, we had a kind of go around water coming up from the Puskett this morning. And, and looking up river, and even in the Greek, quite a bit of water in the Greek River on the sides. Didn't see no, didn't see no uh, snow machine traffic out of Greek to the Yukon. That looked kind of no track setting that way. We did see, uh, however, wood getters are getting up that way. Some going up on the Greek River. I can I can see. Same way on the snow machine trail, water seeping through. So some folks are going cross country out of Bethel, up in that area. But it looks like a still kind of a rough snow machine ride. Mm -hmm. They also noticed a lot of uh, Blackfish Creeks open up there. Yeah, open water. You can see and you can see uh, where the snow is dipped in, which is, is an indicator it's deep snow. Mm -hmm. But uh, not totally covering those creeks, but there's some creeks that are covered. And you got to be careful when you're going out there. Okay, Mark. Mark, do you, do you need an interpreter? <laughs> yeah, no, go go right ahead there, Mark. Oh, yeah, uh, man, where to begin? Uh, the purpose, I guess, uh, of of today's flight. You know, we just flew. Uh, our last flight was December 19th. You know, we wanted to make sure we did a, did our report before Christmas. And then we had some uh, real winter weather for a couple of days. Boy, I was watching my thermometer. It got to 29 for a little while, 29 below. Hmm. And then it went back up to like 27. But it, I know a lot of people reported 30 below here and there. Uh, yeah. And uh, further up the river, you know, Crooked Creek was telling me like 44 below, Georgetown 50 below. Mm -hmm. So uh, the purpose of today's flight was to go see, even even though that very cold weather was short, uh, how much effect it had on the open water, especially those ones around Kuskokwak Slough. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have gotten noticeably smaller but they're still long ways from being frozen over. If all the open holes that we saw today, uh, long ways. And I guess one of the one of the highlights of this morning's flight, flying just at the right time of the day, you know, right after sunrise, the moose. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow, the moose from, yeah. from Bethel on up. Yeah, they they're coming down because of the snow. Yeah. Herds kind of remind me of the Yukon River when they were like that. Yeah. all over, especially that stretch from Akiak to Tulixak. Uh huh. 
I th I think one of the reasons for the overflows that are happening out there is the full moon. Mm. Uh, when mm. when there's a full moon, then the the the, the tide seems to be higher mm. at at that time, and there's overflow. Always overflow when when that occurs, and the amount of snow that we have on top of the ice. Um, I'm just out of curiosity. Have have you guys been checking how thick the ice, the thickness of the ice is on the river? Yeah. Do, do you want to go? I, I just wanted to add on to that section of the road. Cooks, I want to thank Cooks for, for helping out because he um, took measurements yesterday. Mm. And that stretch that we mentioned below Oscarville, you know, we mentioned it was eight inches, nine uh -huh. inches. Well, it's it's as of yesterday, it was ten inches now. Oh, cool. So it's just getting Good. thicker. But uh, even with this cold spell, it only froze an inch from the last time. Uh -huh. Still very slow. In other places, 12 to 16 inches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We we have we have our first caller, Alan from Aniac. Good afternoon. <laughs> hey, good afternoon. Happy New Year, Captain. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, I was just... Uh, I talked to a couple of guys that run down to Kaskag and Jokbalak and uh, 10 days ago there was an open hole at Bruce Crossing and then uh, right from George Gregory's to the beginning of that uh, Island the gravel. That's about a, a mile long, and um, that was ten days ago before this big cold came. And uh, all the rest is uh, good, and they they go down with snowmobiles, and they they said it's good going. Good. And uh, you know, uh, right across Antioch on the end of the runway on the west side of the runway. There's been an open hole, and um, it never froze, you know. It's still wide open, and both Antioch, it uh, should be pretty much froze up by now. And the boys go up to Jock Walk, and it's 15-minute ride with a snowmobile, so it's good going there. Good to hear that. Mm -hmm. Has anybody taken any ice measurements in your area yet? We never go on the river yet, and it'll be a while, you know. I'm going to imagine by next week. And they were talking about snowmobile trails because uh, the thickness of the ice is very questionable for Heavy equipment. Yep. And uh, you know, I haven't measured it yet, but you know, we ha we ha have had uh, pretty rough ice here, and uh, I'm going to imagine um, at least 24 inches. Uh, I'm going to guess. 
about that snow level? Oh, man, there's so much snow. You know, we've got what, what's going on right now on the river, according to the guys traveling with snowmobiles, there's overflow on top of the ice. And, you know, that's that's only from because of the weight of the snow on top of the ice. And it had snow cover, so it never froze thick enough for it to seal the river completely so you know there's any kind of cracks it's they're gonna have water's gonna come out right on top of the ice down the river and it ain't gonna freeze because of you know we've got a lot of snow you know how much snow well, do you over, get? well it's well over two feet Holy plenty shit. plenty plenty of snow and uh i just cleaned up my fuel drums there that fuel, holy mackerel, I just cleaned them about uh, nine, ten days ago, and there was already about 15, 16 inches of, of snow from that time. Mm. You and, you know, we, uh, I wanted to mention to you, you guys listening, you know, our, our sloughs up here, you know, we got gravel bottoms up you know, from uh, Butte Hill on up. And um, because of the gravel retaining heat from Mother Earth and the water being so low that it doesn't allow the sloughs to freeze safely, even sometimes over snowmobiles because, you know, the ground is giving up heat, you know, and it... Heat rises, so it just melts the ice from the bottom. That's not from the current, you know. The current helps it out, but gravel retains uh, heat from Mother Earth, and it just it never lets them lose free solid when when the, when the water is this low. Yeah, Alan, you bring up a good point. And then when the water comes up, there's no base to it. Yeah, and it's, uh, there was, um, uh, I didn't hear from uh, Dwayne. I have no radio right now, any yet. Um, but there was an open hole by Butt Hill, but it may have froze up. Uh, you know, when you got deep water, it, it much more better than, than uh, fast-moving uh, shallow water, you know. But we, but we, uh, go ahead. What was your coldest temperature last week? Well, we got down to 35 below, and that was over two days. Mm. And, you know, that friggin' open hole on the west end of the runway across the north side of the Cushquim, uh, it, it never froze. It's still wide open. It, crazy, you know. It, a lot of that has to do because of what I said the uh, gravel, that's all gravel uh, mm-hmm. we have, and it, it you know, they re- it retains heat, so it, it don't want to let it freeze. How about, uh, How about uh, the trail to Holy Cross and the trail out towards Whitefish Lake? Is there traffic? Well, I never hear nothing about that, but I uh, heard a uh, few boys that went out uh, looking for wolves, you know, they went out. They went out there, and uh, I never heard 
what they said, but, uh, you know, the, you wouldn't like to cross Swift and Discovery. At, mm. uh, uh, it would be a really risky mm -hmm. time. And probably that bogus creek, I, I, I'll bet you, is going to be like six, seven inches on, uh, under the snow. Yeah, an overflow. An overflow, yeah. So, what, you know, Mark, what you got to pray for is uh, 46 degrees for about six, six <laughs> days. So, all the snow melts and then it'll freeze really good. So, we'll have ice. We'll have ice road to uh, Stony River and uh, Eek. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Or we need uh, some rain to melt everything and to refreeze everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that would be a yeah. miracle, but it, would, well, it should be handy. There is so much snow, it's, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that we talk about that little bit of cold weather we had, it didn't do much. We were out the day after Christmas measuring the ice from Napakiak to Quisluk, and you know, we measure off the trail where the snow hasn't been bothered, and most of the ice we're seeing was still like 15 inches, 15 inches. Uh, and yet, overflow too, right? I didn't hit any, but I know it's out there. You know, I was lucky. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Up here, you know, uh, we got a lot more uh, current, as you can call it, and you know, from uh, Cougar Creek on down here to below Antioch, it, uh, the uh, drop on the Cuscoquim is much more different than downriver. So, uh, when water gets on top of the snow, it just runs right on. Uh, um, under the snow, it just runs down the river, just just, just like a regular river on top the on top the ice under mm -hmm. the snow. And the snow the snow cover ain't gonna let it freeze. It's gonna stay there. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, you guys you have a good safe time. Be safe, you know, and. Uh, where people run up here on the trails, they're just fine because it's packed down, and you get off the the trail, and uh, it's so damn deep snow, it's uh, ridiculous, and you have overflow, and you get wet snow in your undercarriage, and be a real bummer. Mm -hmm. Got a question for Ella? Yeah, go ahead. On the uh, trail, we're talking about snow machine trails. Are are you seeing the ATV traffic on the snow machine trails? I never see one yet. And uh, below Antioch, uh, what you want to call it, uh, I call it uh, Crow Village Slough. Below Crow Village, uh, my old man Jerry's uh, across his camp, the snowmobiles go there. And uh, that's a scary one. That one mm -hmm. likes to open yeah. up all the time, mm -hmm. you know. Snow machine only. Almost you know yeah. And uh, is this Earl? Yes, good morning. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I got a flight radar on. Uh, I was watching <laughs> you flying over the river, and uh, 
I gotta tell you, you gotta put your airplane in fourth gear. You only could do the hundred ten knots. That was a charter plane. Uh, yeah, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't behind the wheel. He told oh, okay. before we left the airport. He told him the pilot, "Did you put the fast gas in?" <laughs>
used to say uh, Tuluksak, where they, when they first settled right there, you could see the whole Kustakum on the other mm-hmm. side to the west. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, you it, can't it do that. It used to be. Maybe, maybe in our lifetime it'll be, become reality again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was changing. Always changing, yeah. yeah. Especially in my area. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Snow up there. Yeah. 
we're not Darnons over here. <laughs> okay, have a good day. All right, okay, David. Ito. Kuya anak pa. Yeah. I- Finally, Kali got. Kita ki. We have another caller online. Kasikilumk. Uh, good afternoon. Look at David Philip Parker. Dusk Sammy Hello Kulukua. Stand Liu. You, you, Lutkaka. We're about the same age. We went Camp Nunahawk together. I got the money. We used to dream about snow. Yeah, it's a good year for it. Yeah. Just hope it doesn't melt away. <laughs> yeah. Gotta watch our step when it's like this, um, when, when we used to check our mink traps. Mm. They'd be frozen solid when there's no snow, and my dad would tell me, uh, set one anyway, if it snows, it'll melt. I didn't believe him because it was about a foot thick. Sure enough, covered with snow, a little bit of current melts away, and here comes the mink and otter. Good old days. Yeah. When the economy crashes or something happens, we still have backup out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got a call, text from my Iluka from Nunup. He said they, he, he and his dad um, set blackfish trap yesterday, I think, and uh, water, as soon as they got water, blackfish started coming up. So mm-hmm. Early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, this time of year, they start yeah. popping up, and yeah, especially when it's cold and mm-hmm. shelled, they can't... Um, uh, in the uh, shallows anymore, they gotta breathe, I guess. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your call. All right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, good afternoon. Yeah. Okay, bye bye. You know, you know, you know. In a way, he said, "Be respectful. Uh-huh. Respect the land. Respect the country." And then, uh, same way with snowmobiling around c- communities, private properties, we might want to respect that too. Mm-hmm. I, I know we're going into. City sub with the snow, and snowmobilers are certain to drive anywhere. <clears throat> it's disturbing to the private owner. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not, but it's as one traveling with snowmobile, be respectful of the other people's property, especially at night. Yep. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and the noise. Uh, We've had people yeah. ask us to mention that on on this show. That yeah, some of those. Well, Hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> they go by my house. Cody said, oh, man, yeah. I can't wait till I, my snow goes. It sounds like that. 
Yeah, we we live right right down here where where the traffic is mm. uh, right right by in right by Swalby, yeah. and I hear a lot of that. It's it's, it's yeah. disturbing at nighttime uh, when when we're in bed and we hear a roar traveling right by, and and they're not just going; they're revving, you know. Um, so uh, kind of be respectful because. There, there are people th that work early in the morning hours that, that are trying to get some rest. Um, I'm going I'm the open waters there there are many many open waters Earl and Mark mentioned uh, because they were flying out that way those open open waters uh, if you plan to go traveling up towards Tuluksak, stay on the trails. Stay uh, on that land trail. Yeah, yeah there's the no land, trail the, in the, the river. back trails. Uh, there's, there's no tr uh, trail, actual trail on the rivers between Tuluksak and Akiak uh, on, on the river. So You'll see a trail going up, but it just goes as far as their Daluyaks, and there's no trail after that. Mm -hmm. So, and um, they're hugging the beach. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and snow, there's a lot of snow. Uh, if if we're traveling, don't don't get off the trail. Otherwise, especially with heavy real heavy snow machines, if you get stuck, you're gonna be there for a while. Uh, there's water underneath. Um, overflows are are occurring, so be careful. Uh, when when we're traveling, make make sure that uh, you have equipment, your shovel, your ice pick, axe. Those those are the essentials uh, that you need. It will help you, uh, even even if even if we think that they're going to be in the way in the sled, put them in anyway, mm -hmm. because that's going to be. One 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 of the things that is going to help you uh, get to get out some one way or another, uh, because there, there's hardly anybody traveling. I don't think right now anywhere. They're out uh, there, though. Yeah, they're out there, but uh, um, there's not yeah. not as much traffic. Sam, you mentioned some tools. I, I, we could talk about those. The shovel. Right now, if, you <coughs> if you're out in the wilderness, that shovel, you can shovel the snow up into a mound, 
and dig, hollow it out, and you got yourself a shelter. Mm-hmm. If you can't hollow it out, you could build, build yourself a windbreaker, snowbreaker, and then put the put that and the wind to your back. And if, if it's blowing snow, eventually that'll cover you up and help help you stay warm. That ice pick, you take that out when in doubt. Always check it. You know, tap it. The rule is if you tap it twice, it's probably okay to go across. Mm-hmm. Tap it three or four, you can drive your snowmobile across real easy. But if you tap it once, don't even try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. tried that out for a couple yeah. of weeks with my grandkids. And, and I said, look at this. Said, We're not walking across. So the two good tools, you know. The tarp, you know, I've seen guys where they're getting to trouble. They turn their sled over. Put the tarp over the top. You got yourself a shelter, instant shelter. Mm-hmm. Some guys turn their wooden back, the wooden sleds. Yeah. Flip those over. You, yeah. you're, you're in shelter right there. It might keep you warm. I, I, I've used yeah. it before. Yeah. The snow machines. I've seen them. We've gone out there before, and they lay them on their side. They maybe open up the cowling a little bit, but it, it's not as good. It it, it breaks the wind. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, not as good, if, you know, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. I've only known a few people who survived the night doing that type of shelter. Some not so good. Yeah. We we have a caller from uh, Lower Kalskak, Walter. Good afternoon. Good morning. Afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, uh, beautiful day. Uh, we were just uh, at your oh village. Oh, man, I was so busy. I almost <laughs> forget to call in, so... Uh, I just wanted to give you a report on marking, some marking. I didn't put, you know, I put enough to where I can navigate going up the Antioch halfway. But uh, the ice average is about 14 inches, but, you know, there's, I didn't like this last. It froze, you know, some places, but we had that blowing snow, you know, and it covered some of them little pockets of open water, so... Mm. That makes it dangerous but, uh, a little bit. Yep. Yeah, but where I seen them, I put, you know, a little more marking poles. So I just volunteered three days marking it. So. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Every year, uh, but, Walter does that. But anyway, by my dad, it's way out, you know, the open water. Mm-hmm. It's getting more towards the bluff side. Mm. Uh, uh, but that one by... Uh, Below George Gregory's fish camp, it's pretty long, but it's, you know, it's getting smaller, but seems like it's going to stay open there. But, you know, it's pretty dangerous. Don't know where you're going there. If you're going to go through that shortcut and come out, you know, it's open water, so. Which way, which way is the trail going through the shortcut or on the? It, it's on the old riverside. I, I cross almost exactly where it was last year. Through Allen Slough? Um, no, not through Allen Slough. Okay, I was going to give you from above there. We don't go through Allen Slough. We go, we go by uh, Sunny's on mm. the right. Then we cross above, a little below Allen's side. I put a few markers up, you know. But that's a crossing. Then we go back to the right side and uh, go towards my dad's. Of course, it's always on the right there. Mm. But, you know, then it crossed there, then go to Tommy's. And from Tommy's, it goes to that point 
on the main river and stay on that left bank all the way up to uh, below Antioch and you cross. So it, it's pretty safe, you know, if you stay on the trail, if you know where it's at. That would be the message, just stay on that trail. Yeah, don't. If you go get off the trail with this blowing snow, it, it, like I say, I see little pockets. They were probably roughly 100 foot, you know, but narrow. Mm. So those are the dangerous ones, you know. Mm. Uh, but you can't see them because the snow blow over them. <laughs> so, yeah. That's where the markers come in handy. Mm-hmm. You know where the thin yeah. ice, the trail's at. Yeah, that's why I put markers right where I see the open waters, yeah. you know. So I put quite a few, but what are you know, you, What are you using for markers? I use the regular poles that Dwayne uh, let me use. So. Okay. They're heavy, but, you know, they're good markers. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, that's my report. You stay on the trail. Got it. Don't, yep. You come off the trail, you're going to be in trouble. There's a lot of water under the snow at mm-hmm. places. Look like nobody's oh. moved around below Kalskag, huh? I never see anything yet. Uh, I think Bruce is, you know, in charge of that. He'd be the one to talk to. About, I don't know when uh, How about the uh, uh, trail out to Whitefish Lake? I don't think anybody run on it. It's it's really powder snow, so nobody really want to travel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, you get all wet, and it's just... When you get by my dad's, another thing is there's more snow up there than down below Sunny's, you know. Oh, sunny, it, it gets a little less, but above my dad's, there's more snow. And it was really yeah. thick, snow, you know, where it blow and it's just powder. Mm. <laughs> so I got soaking wet and I froze my face going up. Uh, that's a bad thing. You know. About Russian but, Mission Trail, lots of traffic no? Well, they've been running, I hear them earlier, but I never see anything yet on that. I know there's a few people go before that big snowstorm. Um, I don't know about now, you know. Mm-hmm. It'd be good to hear from Russian Mission. Yeah. Give us mm-hmm. a report. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, don't, yeah. Just but that's my report. Stay on the trail. Don't go. If you don't know it, turn around, you mm-hmm. know. Good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not worth it to go in there right now. It's, it's. I mean, you could get stuck in overflow too. You know. Mm-hmm. Make sure you call people. Tell them you're on your way. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But that's all I got for you guys. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good report for your area. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. All right, uh, Walter from Lower Kalskak, Kaya Gawaluni, Kawani, Mark Markarish at half about halfway point between Aniak and Lower Kalskak. 
airplane, they ended up plowing portions of the trail and kind of made it more difficult to travel through right below Bethel. A stretch where the uh, above Oscarville Slough, <clears throat> the snow was deeper there, so they ended up plowing, putting some good-sized berms along the trail. So snow machiners got to be aware of it. it it's it, it's they're cut and uh, right along the snow machine trail and the mark trail. Uh, I'd say slow down in that area. It makes it nice for the vehicle, but not so nice yeah, for that for snow, snow machine. machine. Yeah, we have a caller online, Ivan from Bethel. Good afternoon. Afternoon, Ivan. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Classmate buddies. <laughs> yeah, I like what I'm hearing and a uh, lot of cautions and uh, yeah, just like that man said, uh, don't want to go raiding or you'll get wet. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. I even behind my house to hang a lick. Uh, still soft, more frost on the trees again, mm-hmm. and it's true. You will get wet. And, uh, gee, I wasn't even pulling a toboggan, but I barely made it up that, uh, two hills. I had a gun at the, and that's how, uh, soft it is back there. Well, it's glad to hear there's no snow machine to the Yukon yet, and, uh, I hope our hunters, uh, take precautions on that and, uh, yeah. use the buddy system and, uh, yeah, this weather's, uh, totally unpredictable now. It, one moment t-shirt weather, then you go out and un- un- not dress for it, then it's going to hit below zero, just like the ice fog we had yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's danger. Yep. 20 below one day, 20 above the next day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you for our uh, people that going to go out, you need to take your uh, extra cold weather gear and take them. Uh, Even raincoats. Yep. Mm. And, uh, and the, the, the most important things are axe, shovel, and uh, ice pick. And uh, one of the bad things about the snow is covering uh, all the dangerous areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's surprising to see a brown slough full of water when I woke yeah. up yesterday. And, uh, too. But my look made it up from Tunt. You mentioned a lot of overflow coming up with snow machine. This yeah. whole river's full of overflow. Yeah. yeah. All the way up to Antioch. Yep, and uh, it is deep. Don't attempt to, uh, if it's, uh, you've got passengers and pulling like, your load or toboggan or sled, I'd say go check first and see how deep it is. But, uh, what can I say, uh, I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't recommend getting wood right now. Mm-hmm. Deep snow and snow's covering the dangerous areas on the river, and, uh, I wouldn't recommend uh, to go off trail and unless you, first you check first and you, you will get stuck inside the trees. And you, a lot of people are mentioning how deep it is and how soft it is. But uh, anyway, back then when we used to, when the snow, when there was 
let's see, maybe about 30 to 50 feet of snow. <laughs> 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 but we used to get them by Chukwagok, some willows, and uh, there's also this uh, diamond willows. Mm-hmm. They burn hot. And that used to be plan B and C, those of you that need wood to burn, they burn, but uh, it's good to use kindling. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the dangers using that is uh, they're wet, and you need to clean your chimneys often on that. The alder burns really well, too. It's like yeah. gas. Yeah, once, them diamond willows are hot burning. And, once uh, it gets going. Those are the willows with uh, white spots on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Uh, I recommend if you want to get those and uh, use the buddy system and uh, help each other. Yeah, Chukwakot. Yeah, Chukwakot. And uh, they, they, they'll do the job, but uh, like I said, they're green and uh, you need to clean your chimney afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wouldn't recommend uh, getting a whole big load due to the ice thickness. That's when uh, uh, the pallet boards come handy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Square yeah, tree. Them, uh, Mark mentioned the Elands uh, on last talk show. Yeah, those were the number one trail breakers in my book. And one time I looked, couldn't check his uh, blackfish trap. He said he keep getting stuck. And my son had a Eland and I... I didn't get stuck once all the way to the blackfish trap, and <laughs> no, they were damn little good, uh, dependable, uh, all-around snow machines, and uh, yeah, and they even get you uh, wood too. Yep. They were good for picking berries in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some good old bogey wheels, and uh, yeah, I'm glad what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing, uh, I see. Uh, People driving in groups and uh, always be prepared and yeah, bring your shovel, axe, and long rope and uh, ice pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't be fooled by this, uh, what I call t-shirt weather. When you're winter gear, and it's going to, I believe this weather will be on all through January and uh, I know February, it'll be unpredictable, yeah. including March, mm-hmm. so even it's warm out, bring your extra clothing. That's what I'll, I'll say. And Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, okay. Yep. Usually, February weather is, is our coldest month, and then March will be snowy. Yeah. That's the snowy, that's the snowy month. It's the snow squall time. Yeah. Um, the, but then the days are getting longer mm-hmm. too. So, um, take precaution. Precaution right now is there's a lot of snow. Uh, travel. I I just saw a uh, a cup a cup maybe three three boys getting ready to go gashing up. They had their rifles with yeah. them, and there was three of them. So I, mm-hmm. I, I told myself, yeah, that these these guys are thinking. Uh, so, uh, yeah, travel together. Uh, it's safer. If one snow machine gets uh, gets majorly stuck, uh, 
if there's another that you got a right, you still got a right to get back. Use um, with uh, modern technology too. Even if you can afford something like an inReach, yeah, you could. Your family could watch you where you're going mm-hmm. with the inReach. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there's also those. Uh, what the hell are those? Uh, come alongs. Yep. Yeah, those 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 will really yeah. become in handy today, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with all the snow, uh, just yeah. just get a little rope tied to the snow machine if it gets stuck, and then just pull it. It'll come right out. You remind me of a, a story one time. Some guy said earlier, boat is too heavy. Is my boat is not a. Right around boat, it's a rescue boat. And <laughs> <laughs> somebody swamped up the slough. I happened to have one of those come alongs in my boat mm. and extra rope. We set it up, hook up the come along, we pulled uh, pulled this old boat out of the river. Mm. He bailed it out and went, went on his way. But bringing that extra gear, rope, come along. Yeah. Extra fire starter. Um, it'll come in handy someday. Yeah. You might not need it now, but someday you'll need it to help yeah. yourself or someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right now I think uh, uh, one one of the things that we hardly ever think about is the change of clothes. Yeah. Uh, right now is a good time to have a little uh, travel travel pack ready yeah. to go. You know, I have one. Because uh, we're involved in search and rescue, and it's just a little grab thing, you know. Yeah. You just grab it and be on your way. Uh, it has, you know, matches, a little coffee can, tea, sugar, a little bit of sugar, a couple of crackers, dry fish. You know, it's just a little yeah. quick, quick mm-hmm. pack. And with these uh, snow machines, like my pack turned into a little cooler, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, it's insulated. Sits right in the back, on the rack. Yeah, open it up. It'll keep your thermos warm for a period of time. Yeah, but it helps. Yeah, that's that's one of one one of the. It's it's like like a little uh, survival survival pack, and I have a little coffee can, you know, metal, where I can get snow, get the fire going, get some snow, and melt it down, and have. Warm water if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, waterproof matches. Yeah. You think you know? Use use your head. Uh, chicken wire, or or um, not Snare chicken wire. wire. The, those um, picture, picture frame. Picture frame wires. You can make a snare out yep. of that and get your supper if you need to. Old timers uh, used to tell us don't eat snow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. One of one you of know? the big things. That's mm-hmm. growing up. When we're thirsty, we're walking around, and we used to put snow in our mouths. Mm-hmm. It cools you down. You know, it's not a good thing, but it's some kind of dehydration. Yeah. But if you do it, I'd say, wait, don't eat the snow, but let it melt first. Mm-hmm. In your mouth. Yep. A little bit. Eat yep. ice yep. if you have to eat something. If you get yeah. For snow, you burn a lot of energy to get a little bit water. Yeah. It makes you tired. We we call we call that in 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 our yupik uh, we call it kapuk it turns into kapuk like like a yeah. slush slush whatever you know um, and it it doesn't help. 
But if you're hypothermic, yeah. it's not recommended. Mm-hmm. You're cooling your body down. Yeah. You need to put something warm or warm into your mm-hmm. body. There's, There's something uh, that snow machine trail. <clears throat> snow, how it reacts in cold weather. When I was younger, I used to go get wood. Yeah, but there was a lot of fluffy snow, soft snow. Mm-hmm. But what I used to do is put on my snowshoes, track it to where I wanted to saw a tree down or something and let it sit mm-hmm. day or two. Yeah. Uh, you come back, it's solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, solid enough to walk on mm-hmm. where you're not punching through. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with these snow machine tracks that are out yeah. there. They're setting it up. Yeah. It's a little harder than off the trail. It's an old airplane trick, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Land, when you're, when you're not sure, you know you're going to go somewhere, Go over there and put a set of tracks, even a couple tracks. Don't land on it. Mm-hmm. Just fly by, go back a day or two, and that will be solid. Mm-hmm. That reminds yeah. me of a guy we picked up a few years back. He was riding around in the hills, and he went down in a little valley. And it's, this is a kind of condition, deep snow, and the valleys are deeper, you know. Yeah. And he couldn't get out. He couldn't yeah. get out with his snow go. So he started walking. And he got picked up, and then he asked me, can you uh, help me get my snow go out? I said, yeah, trail's going to be hard now. It'll probably (laughs) drive right out. It did drive right out. (laughs) Yeah, that that was one of the things that we used to do, too. When there's a lot of snow, make a trail to where you want to get wood Mm -hmm. and circle around. Do it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Make it exit. Make that exit. Yeah, a little wider for the yeah. sled to go around and, and then let it sit for a day or two and then go back. And it will be good. Yep. Plan yeah. ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. But last show we we were we ended the show, I think, talking about what to do if you get stuck in the overflow. Um, you know, take your sled off, right, and mm-hmm. get your snow go out. usually comes out on its own with no sled. But I left here thinking... You know, we're thinking of we're we're thinking from the wood sled generation, uh-huh. uh, and wood yeah. s- wood sleds are becoming yeah. the way of the wood boat. They're going away. When I see a wood yeah. sled now, I watch it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Everybody has plastic sleds, and I when I wonder if they get stuck with those plastic sleds. Probably not as bad as a wooden sled. Yeah, they slide easier. Mm-hmm. You know, on top of the ice. Mm-hmm. But they also build up ice inside the mm. sleds, snow mm. and ice. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, we. I got a little barrier on 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 the back of my, where, where the snow machine yeah. goes, tight, which hitches up to the snow snow go. Ah, uh, there's. I have a piece of plywood over over my metal, and that keeps the snow from flying, flying into the, the sled. Really helps. I saw a modification on a snow machine. They're using the, some of that plastic. These new snow machines, the tunnels are not really covered really well. And where they use some of that plastic to mm-hmm. build up that tunnel a little better so the snow doesn't fly back into that sled. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some guys in the Yukon for deep snow traveling, they put a piece of plastic out from the bow of their snow machine. Yeah. So it floats instead of coming over your cowling. 
Wow. And I've seen them, yeah. w- w- some of them, they got a hitch where they can hook two snow ghosts together and break break the trail break for trail. deep snow. Since you mentioned <coughs> those elands, remember the day they used to put plywood in front of their skis? <laughs> Strap on plywood yeah. on top of the skis, and that kept them afloat, too. They, they didn't go very fast, but then again, they hardly ever get stuck too. But know, if you, unless you, unless if you had an Elan twin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, those, those, those were the the two, the two cylinder one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, my 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 uh, my mom's witchingak. Uh, uh, David um, used to have one right here. He lived right here, right close by. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Uchjun, we used to call him. But he used to have a twin. Elan Deluxe, I think. Yeah, they were Deluxe. Called, yeah. That's what it was. But anyway, the, we were. I'm, I'm still waiting to hear how thick that ice is uh, when you guys were checking. Uh, we were just kind of getting right into it when we got a call. Well, when that, we that uh, thickness of the ice. We checked on uh, the day after Christmas, the 26th, after that, that cold weather, little bit of cold weather. And, uh, you know, we, f- we were checking off the trail uh, where the snow hasn't been bothered. And it was mostly, most of the measurements I took were around the 15-inch range, except for that area, Oscarville to Navaskak. And then up above Bethel, uh, uh, the Kuskokwim froze a little bit rougher, and it was some places were kind of thick um, below the Y between Church Lou and the Y. I hit uh, with a 22 inch bit. I wasn't hitting water. A couple mm. of places I tried. Um, so uh, we, we talk a lot about the insulating effect of the snow. But when, when we started getting getting into maybe we'll talk about some more Earl's got something to say about uh, ice thickness but I was just thinking about of how the insulation value of the snow helps us like he mentioned digging digging a, a shelter out mm-hmm. of the snow and I was, when we were flying today I was looking at the north side of the lakes looking for those big snow drifts that build up on the north side of the lakes you you could live nicely inside one of them snow drifts mm-hmm. uh, it's good for the animals too, you know, the ptarmigan and moose and all of the animals that live under the snow stay warm from it. Uh, yeah, one one of one of the things uh, that my 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 late father used to tell me, when if if you ever are going to make a shelter, make sure that your ice pick is right there with you, so that when the snow covers you up, you'll be able to make a hole. Yeah. For for air, uh, because once it snows over, it's the I the air is gonna yeah. go away too. <coughs> I had an opportunity just because I wanted to experiment that. Hey, years ago I took my son out. He was nine years old, and we built a snow shelter and dug out a cave during the day. And we decided, well, let's go back and camp. We went down 
evening time, windy, dark, got inside the cave, set up a sleeping bag, and I wanted to experiment on what to use so your feet don't get cold, so I used my old uh, reindeer mucklucks, sleep with them, try them out. My son brought his bunny boots, I told me, if you don't have to, if you're don't ever try to sleep with bunny boots. I tried that before. Mm. You'll stay up all night rubbing your feet, trying to stay warm. Mm. And so we used one sleeping bag, got inside the snow cave, lit up a candle, nice and toasty. And it started to glaze the inside. Mm. I had my pole there, like the old timers say, yeah. have that mm. pole. Yeah. And as soon as I used my duffel bag to cover up the entrance, and right away thinking about that air ventilation because it was windy out and drifty so I just, I just reached over pulled that pole <laughs> reached her head good air turned off the candle if you want to experience claustrophobia mm. try sleep in a snow <laughs> cave at night yeah. it's so dark you couldn't see in front of you mm -hmm. but comfortable mm -hmm. and we brought a thermos of hot chocolate. Morning came. Daylight came through the snow. It, it was bright. Yeah. You couldn't sleep anymore. So ah, let's go home. So we started packing up. Went out of the snow cave. The vapor from the snow cave. You could see it. It's like coming, coming out like out. smoke. Yeah. And just like Marie. Mm -hmm. Because it, it, it was comfortable in there. And we went over to start the snow machine. I had a hard time starting it. And then when you have a hard time starting it in the wintertime, it's either too cold or you got a mechanical. It started. We had to go back in the snow cave to warm up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And literally it got it warmed up and then uh, went home. It was 17 below. Mm, wow. And we were comfortable in that snow cave. That's good experience. That was Eric when he was nine years old. Mm. You know, it was, I tell people, if you haven't tried to sleep in a snow cave, go make one. Go try sleeping in it. 20 below, you'll survive the night. A good sleeping bag. I lined it with grass. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to lay on it, your body heat's going to melt the snow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I put some twigs down first, then I put grass on top of that. Just keep the, keep the warmth from melting the snow. So I don't want to wake up wet, right? But you have to do what you have to do if you're out there. <clears throat> uh, good experience. My feet yeah. never got cold. The old lady from the bus kick made me a old reindeer mucklucks, and I wanted to try them. And I put the grass on the bottom, and ah, shoot, these work just as well as the Sorel boot. <laughs> yeah. So. What a good dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when when we yeah. go moose hunting too up in the Yukon area, that's what we do when we yeah. pitch our tent we cut uh dig dig the snow yep. and then pitch up our tent. And then we line 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 the bottom with with the branches of the, the spruce Christmas trees. trees. Yep. Yeah. Just the the top end of them. Mm -hmm. you know a whole bunch of them are just scattered yep. all there's over. a reason for that and that's to keep yourself dry and warm mm -hmm. off the frozen ground from the frozen yep. ground yeah yep. and then you put tarp over it and then you put your matting on 
mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah. Yep. Comfortable. And there's snow, you know, there's snow, and only the top of the tent is mm-hmm. still yeah. the one that's exposed. I, I remember I landed on the river one time. We picked up a guy that was uh, overnight. He was got lost in a snowstorm, ended up up in the uh, slough back west of Bethel. Search and rescue was activated. We went out looking. Saw this guy who looked like a snowman. Hmm. Went there, landed, picked him up. He had he dug a snow cave and spent the night in the snow cave. With he had Carhartts on, and the Carhartt, you know, it's it's a nice gear, mm-hmm. yeah. but it sweats. It's, it's just enough heat through your body to where it'll melt that snow on you, and there's no way to melt it off unless you break it or shake it off, mm-hmm. unless you have extra heat. But um, it'll keep you warm throughout the night as long as you're dry. Yep. Yeah, it, um, the cohort is nice if it's dry out. But if it gets moisture, it's really high to, hard to dry out. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that situation, if you can get dry grass, yep. stuff it in that cohort. Stuff it packed full if you want. Mm-hmm. It'll help you stay warm, help you make it through that tough yep. night. Yep, that's that's one 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 of the things that uh, that was stressed to us when we were growing up. Uh, every fall, right before mm-hmm. winter, uh, someone someone one of the school board members, the elders, would come yeah. in and talk talk about survival, and that was one of the things. Grass. Yep. If you ever get wet, mm-hmm. get grass. And then stuff it between between the clothes and in your skin. Good insulation. Yeah. Yep. Because those those grass have air pockets. Yep. And once they get warm from your body, then you got the insulation. You know, talking about grass, there's different <coughs> kinds of grass too. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the environment, um, I don't want to. My old babysitter told me to go get grass one time, and I went and got grass, and <laughs> I got the wrong kind. <laughs> she said, you got to go back and get the soft grass, mm-hmm. you know. I said, okay, yeah. Yeah, that there's there's one one thing that uh, that they used, my mom used to mention. Uh, there was female grass and male grass. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yep. and that uh, female one is the one that you want to pick for, for your Phoenix for Good your to know. Book. Good information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to back up and talk a little bit about what to carry in your bag too. Oh yeah. We. Uh, I have a bag. You you wouldn't want to see everything that's in it, but <laughs> uh, it's always on my snuggle. And if I'm on the river in truck and it's always in my truck and just like Earl mentioned earlier it's not only to help myself but other people Um, so but I think two really important things uh, we're talking about getting wet traveling in in this kind of powdery snow and overflow you must carry or should carry extra gloves and socks Mm -hmm. those are the your hands and feet are the things that freeze first you know and if they freeze you can't help yourself 
But if you can keep your hands and feet good, then you can help the rest of yourself. Uh, so, uh, and in my bag, I, because of for searching, I have quite a few extra gloves and socks for other the guys that are there with me. You know, uh, so. Uh, you mentioned something there, Mark. Um, a lot of times when we go look for somebody, the first night out, okay, we'll survive the night. But the second night out, that's where your toes mm-hmm. and your fingers start to get a little colder. And that if you make it to the third night out, yeah, you're getting frostbite on your toes and your fingers. And that fourth night is tough, mm-hmm. tougher. As and when I picked up people before, I said, let me look at your hands. Sometimes it can be deceiving. They look normal, but they're actually frozen. Mm-hmm. And it's with the healing process, then you'll start to see the difference. Same way with the toes, you can't see them. Yeah, we yeah. always check their feet when we find them, you know. Check their feet yep. right away if yep. they've been out for a while. We had one guy we rescued and brought him in. His feet or frozen, mm. frozen into the boot. Mm. Those big Sorel boots got wet. Couldn't untie them. We ended up we we cut the uh, bottom of the sole off. <coughs> yeah, I think I think one of some of these things that we're talking about here, we need to start talking about them in our, our search and rescue meetings. Uh, mm. Some of the incidents yeah. that we come across. Uh, um and and another thing that I want to mention is how how can we attract younger these younger yeah. people to get involved in in these search and rescue parties uh start teaching start teaching them because they're going to be the next one to step step in mm-hmm. and step up to it. Uh, and if they're not getting involved, how are they going to learn? We haven't talked to them in the school for for a while, ever since COVID, you know. There's a lot of things that we lost during COVID, and we're, we forget to bring them back or we're slowly bringing them back, but mm-hmm. that's probably one, going back into the schools and talking to them. We used to show them what we carry, um, tell them some stories, uh, School program too. In the, we used to take kids out and down in the busking, but not since COVID. Mm-hmm. Springtime, take them out. Here's what the overflow mentioned that how to check the ice, how to build that snow cave. That you know, mm-hmm. but we need to bring that back out again. And one year at the busking when we were low on numbers, and I think we got to do it again. Yeah, just knock and talk. Hey guys, we need to meet. Uh, meet, gather up all the guys, and here's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Well, one one of the biggest things that uh, uh, the elders used to mention to me when I'm traveling, especially towards the Kuskokwim from the Tundra area, stay off the sandbars. Don't go through the sandbars, even if it looks yeah. good. Uh, stay off them. Uh, go around them. Stay, stay, uh, stay on the solid ice. Mm-hmm. I saw that today when we were flying, especially around that Tulixac area, 
around the sandbars and on right where the sandbar meets the water was the overflow and that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons stay away from the sandbars yeah. unless you know it's dry here and yeah. there but if you don't know that sandbar could be dangerous yeah. getting yeah. on and off yep you never know uh, if high tide comes up and that ice that that uh, sandbar yeah. gets covered with with water that ice is not safe that's cell ice yep Oh, that remind me I was going to tease Alan, darn. I was going to ask him what time was high tide at Aniak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming down to, to the last minutes of, of our talk show here. And, and, uh, I want to thank everyone that have called in. Anyaga makamak and dulksa makbamak and kasikilumaka. Kind of wanted to hear from Napaskak, Napakiak, uh, maybe next, I know it's, it's, we, we, we just got through Christmas and, and everybody's just kind of winding down from, from that. But New Year's is coming up. So, uh, if, if you're going to be traveling, let me remind you again, don't drink and drive. Uh, last covering words, to I wanted to, guys. I wanted to just say, <clears throat> let's be respectful. While we're snow machining out there, watch where you're going, and the noise level, keep that down to the minimum if you can. If people are trying to get their evening rest. Respect other people's property. So, thank you, and happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, just uh, echoing the same things. You travel sober, travel safe. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Safety first. Oh.